Welcome, everybody, to My Dumb Friends uh, pre-Halloween edition. Oh, ooh, spooky. <laughs> oh, no. I went to uh, Medea Tyler Perry's Halloween on uh, on Monday. I mean, on Saturday. I went to go see Medea's Halloween or whatever. It is, it is so bizarre because if you ever see Tyler Perry's interviews on Oprah, all he talks about is his child abuse. And every fucking joke in this movie is about child abuse. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, so he needs a team of therapists. Uh, yeah. I, he has many issues, doesn't he? Yeah. Obviously, this character, it, it's like it's almost it's like a Norman Bates situation because <laughs> it really is. If you think about it, he had he was so abused. And you know, this is probably some is this some kind of authoritative figure from his life, from his childhood? Medea? Is that like his grandma? Um, I, 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 I'm, I don't know. I think I don't know enough. I don't about know it. enough about. I don't know Medea Cannon. <laughs> 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 what if they were like you know like how they have the Star Wars books? They're like Medea books. People are like spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, well this this takes place in between Diary of a Mad Black Woman and I can do bad all by myself or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Medea well, you, fan porn. Yeah. 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 Medea yeah, fan fiction. It's a little weird because I went with a bunch of white comics and I'm like, this is kind of like, like black people would, like some black people will legitimately enjoy this shit. And this is like, <laughs> look at this. This isn't as funny in the way that we think it should be funny, you know? So you feel a little uh, bit like. Yeah. I was going to ask you that if you what you guys went ironically. Yeah. We went ironically. And then you're kind of like, well, who fucking cares if people like Medea? People like Medea, but it is really weird to have him talk about cutting him or whatever the fuck he was talking about on Oprah and then being like, Medea, like, I remember I hit you until you was in a coma. And it's really <laughs> weird because Medea says that. And then you cut to Tyler Perry playing this guy. He's playing off himself. And he just goes, yes, Medea, I was very hurt. Like, then he plays it like it's actual abuse. It's so fucking bonkers, the movie. That's it's weird. so it's so great, and also as far as the frat, like the whole movie is Medea is basically versus this frat on Halloween night. So really, it could be any night they just pick Halloween. Yeah, and every dude in the frat is really hot. <laughs> 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 like you kind of saw how the casting process went. You know, like, it's like, wow, why does everyone look like they are in a Bowflex commercial? And no frat I've ever been to looks like that, you know? Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Well, how many frats have you been to? Um, uh, well, in college, I guess it was a couple, but oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, you don't remember my, uh, the show I ho hosted on E! with Brooke Burt called uh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, Wild, Wild, Wild on, on frat, frat Life. Wild on Frat Life. Um... Yeah, yeah. No, that it's basically that's what happens. I think either when it's a very like it's just left up to casting people who the rest you know like I bet you he was like I don't care who plays the frat guys. No, I bet like, you he no. was like I know exactly who I want to play the frat guys. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the main roles is a YouTube star, so it's. Oh God! It's really? it's rough, and and the woman and I was with I went to go there with like Sean O'Connor and uh, Nate Fernold, and Sean said something where he was like the girl who plays Tyler Petty's, Perry's uh, daughter in it, who's like supposed to be like seventeen, but she looks like she's like twenty eight. You know, she yeah. is like breathtakingly beautiful. 
Like to the point of like where you're like, how did this come out of Tyler Perry? You know, <laughs> like she's a hotter Gabriel Union or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, Jeez. it's like, and that girl's unbelievable. So it, it's really, there's it just like a lot. It's it's more of like an interesting to go to if like you're fascinated by Tyler Perry. It's like an interesting movie to go to because you're like, oh, this guy has a lot of problems. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. It's very, there's a lot of deep seated, you know, a deep seated. Uh, uh, like neuroses, like not neuroses, but whatever you want to call it. But it, like, and that's what it's coming out as. That's why I guess yeah. that's just because it also wasn't like they, they were all like, it wasn't like a traveling stage show that would just go to all these black cities. Yeah. Well, not even, it, I mean, not just black cities, just cities in general. Just, just cities in general. And then it, and it was like hugely popular. I remember the ads for it when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, they used to have, like, local ads for these plays. And I don't think they were called Medea. It was called, like, Family something or other. And Medea was, like, the breakout character of the show. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, like, and a lot of it is, you know, you watch the movie and a lot of it is there's there's some good messages in there, you know, and you know, uh, there are some yeah, really good, good messages. <laughs> and then is, it like, is it basically, like, one of the scary really movies? Like, is it basically, like, scary movie? Is that what it's like? No, dude. The Halloween part is incidental. <laughs> so it just could be anything. It could be. They could have easily done this movie. Here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Can I spoil this movie, guys? Yeah, uh, okay. Okay. Are we ready, guys? <laughs> you think it's it's at the middle of it. You think it's ghosts and zombies that are haunting Tyler Perry. But it turns out it's the frat dressed as ghosts and zombies and clowns. That's the reveal. That's the reveal, which you know immediately. And then right. at the end of it, Tyler Perry, like, and the minister, like, I guess they pay, like, people in the ministry to, like, or not pay, but they asked him. They, like, it's so dark. Part of it is dark. Like, they pretend, the minister's daughter, they pretend, the minister's daughter fakes her own death, so the frat thinks that they killed the minister's daughter. And then the whole oh congregation God. shows up as prisoners and the frat, they bring them on the bus, and the and the ministry just beats them up as prisoners. Oh my god! To show them like what will happen to them. Wait, what the fuck? It is fucking bonkers, as far as like, as far as like how nonsensical. Like, and it's there's one scene in it, and I, and it sounds actually talking about it, kind of like, oh, this is like fun, bad. But there's one scene in it. And it's like the Tyler, like Medea in the living room with like, you know, all the other people that Tyler Perry's playing. And it goes on for literally like 25 minutes. And you're like, <laughs> they didn't, like, they just cut a scene from a play and put it in here and did it and didn't do any. Apparently, they filmed the whole movie, I found out, in six days. Oh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, well, when he's playing 45 of the characters, you can do that. I don't think he has a, did we get the right take? I don't think that's in Tyler Perry's vocabulary. Could, could you tell from the movie? That, was it like sloppy? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, so, I, it's so bad that you can't even notice. You know what I mean? Like his production crew's all right. Like you don't see a boom mic sticking out or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. You don't see somebody like flubbing their lines. But I think like, I think that they just like record an hour and then just cut. And then they had one bit. That, like, they just clearly robbed from the Chappelle show. Oh, and I was like, geez. oh, this is funny. This bit's funny. And then I'm like, why is it funny? Oh, they literally, this is the oh, same thing as uh, Half-Baked. It's in Half-Baked. It's the same uh, fucking thing. What was the bit? Do you remember? 
It was, you know, the one where um, in the montage of the date, the Chappelle, where he takes money from the cup. Oh, yeah, They do yeah, that, yeah. but with candy. And it's 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 the same joke, but their joke, for, for the half-baked, it's just a beat. And in this, it's a whole, like, it's it's basically a five-minute scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Fuck. Crazy, it's so crazy. It's it 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 really is. It's like uh, it it's kind of like watching like a real like as far it feels like you're watching like a really shitty thin red line as far as how long it is. Yeah, I don't know. What's, I don't know what's worse, this movie or that we talked about this movie for ten minutes. <laughs> That's the problem with the movie is now we've talked about this movie for ten. It's like Tyler Perry is is winning. What's what's going on with you, man? Nothing much, man. I'm I'm like I'm starting to get a cold, so I'm, if I sound out of it, that's why. Oh, you sound pretty I, good. I sound fine. Do I sound sexy? <laughs> I uh, I know nothing much is going on with me. I'm just I'm plugging along here in the Big Apple. That's what I call New York City. Right. Oh, <laughs> No, I have. We might as well get some. Uh, we have. We have a couple stories. I have a good. Uh, what's this guy's fucking problem? I am the guy from my building. I'm, I'm off of him. He. I see him now, and then he just. Oh, is this the, like, now? This is the. If you go back to the episodes, is the scare the shit out of me. That guy. Yeah, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, you're so done I with see that him guy. Now, I think he was trying to get. He was on some kind of drugs, and I think he's trying to get clean. The only my newest encounter with him was quick. I just go. Hey, how are you? And he goes, I'm trying. That's what he said. I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that was a mouthful. I'm like, that was, there was so much subcontext in that fucking sentence. And then, uh, but what happened to me, I went, <laughs> I went, I don't go clothes shopping a lot. And I went to get a new belt at the Gap. Like, I've, I've literally had the same belt probably for four years i've had the same belt like right i had and it, it was all busted and i'm like i need a new belt they had they it was on sale i got a, like a belt for like 15 bucks in the gap it's actually pretty good but i'm going to buy the belt and i'm at like you know like the register or whatever i'm waiting in line the guy in front of me who looks like an old hippie like he's and he's kind of androgynous like he had right. long hair long hair and one of those like like messenger bags but made out of like moccasin material like and then he had long like uh like khakis like like um you know like like corduroy khaki kind of things mm-hmm. with like birkenstocks and like gray socks and like he was a very hippie-ish guy you wouldn't expect this to happen from this guy and the guy behind the counter was an obviously he was probably i would guess in my brain that he was a gay dude he was a tall pretty flamboyant seeming gay dude with like a giant like a jewelry piece on like he didn't want to be there at the gap like you right you could tell there like, like you could tell that by looking at him like oh he has other aspirations this fucking guy right right, right. so I'm, I'm watching him and this the guy behind the counter seemed very nice and he just goes to the hippie guy he goes how's your day going that's what he said that's like, right. like anybody would say and the and the and the hippie guy goes why do why do people do that? Why do people keep asking me that? How my day is going? Is that just something that they say at the Gap, or is that like what people say to people? And I go, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then he and then he goes, he goes, yeah, everybody asks me how my day is going. It's annoying. It's annoying. And the guy, the guy behind the counter is like, that's just something people say. He goes, well, it's annoying. And the guy behind the counter goes, well, I'm sorry. And then he's like, "No, no, it's not you. It's not you. It's just that it's annoying." And, and it's like, "And yes, here it comes is. Sheriff Donnelly." Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Good. Uh oh. Proper manners just found a new hero. 
Oh, here's the thing. I literally go, you're right. That did Sheriff Donnelly. Because I literally, I literally just go, you know what's more annoying? You giving him shit for asking you how your day is. That's way more annoying. Like I go, that's way more annoying. And then I'm like, what, what is this? And then like the guy was leaving after I, when I started saying that and he was like, he ignored me. And then the guy behind the counter, I go, what's the, I go, what the fuck's up with this guy? I'm like, he's walking around giving people shit. You're, it's, we're at the middle of the gap. Who cares? And the guy behind the counter was like, I don't know. Like he was, he thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a recurring theme with you, Sean, where you think you're being the hero and then everyone else is like slowly backs away from you. Well, I'm yeah, dude. I have my moments. I was already in a bad mood, and then I went and bought this belt. And then, but I, I have a new thing now. When when something like that's happening, I just stare at the at. I just stared at the hippie dude. I just stared at him, hoping he would turn around and say something to me so I can get into it with him. And then finally, I just said something, and then he like walk. He like walked away all grumpy and grumbling and stuff like that. But I was like, what a fucking dick, right? Such a dick. That was that was it pretty much. But it was like a good little exchange of like, you're a cra- he was like crazy, like a crazy guy. Well, he just seemed like an asshole, and you seemed crazy. If you want, <laughs> from yeah. an outsider's perspective. Well, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. I seemed I seemed like a lunatic because well, I just get nervous, man. Because at some point you're going to do this, and somebody's going to have like a gun or something. No, I know. I pick and choose what I do with. Like, You're like, I only target pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I only target old hippies. That's yeah, it. exactly. This guy, I just cut to this guy in dialysis machine where you think like Sean's this big hero and he's like 90 years old. I'm yelling at a World he's, War II vet yeah, that can't walk. <laughs> he's like, the guy didn't even know. He's probably yelling at him because he reminds him of someone he killed in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that was ba- that was basically it. That's my my two little things of like that. But, What's this but guy's like, fucking problem? Our favorite segment on the show. What's this guy's fucking problem? Actually, Tom's. <laughs> What's this guy's What's fucking, this guy's problem? fucking problem? Segment. All right. Well, guys, some sad news. Um, this is the second to last. My dumb friends. Um, for now, we, you know, we may get back together again in the future. Um. Uh, we love doing the show. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I've loved doing the show, uh, and uh, and it's just become way too hard with Sean on the uh, on the on the West Coast. Um, I'm on the East, East Coast. Coast. I'm on the East Shit. Coast. And uh, me on the me on the West Coast. And uh, yeah, so you know, it's uh, it it's it's a bummer, um, you know. But unfortunately, right now, it's it's just uh, it's just it's just too tough to keep. Uh, keep doing so. Yeah, it just got too uh, convoluted as far as um, a, a few different things that it just makes no sense to keep it going. Like I, I we think a lot of things suffer uh, by not being in the same city, and I think we're gonna we, we can call it we're taking a break, but it's probably gonna end. Um, we might bring it back at some point, a different form or another. That'd be fun. Uh, if if I was to move out to LA, we could we could continue doing it possibly. But for right now, I think it's best if we end it. We're going to talk more about it on the next one because this is the second to last one, and we're going to have an, a whole right. episode of just the three of us uh, talking about stuff. So we'll get more detail. Yeah, then. we will want to read the rest of your mailbag, and if you have any messages. Uh, if you have any, uh, you know, if you have any work referrals for Tom, um, <laughs> if you have, do you have any shoe shining jobs for Tom? 
<laughs> I do a good spit shine. You know, you know what the fuck you're talking about. It's, you can see your face. And there you can are, see your face in the shoes. There are tears streaming down that face. Um, you can groom your beards after I shine your fucking shoes. <laughs> right there in your shoes. Can we call this episode Shine Your Fucking Shoes? <laughs> I will shine yes. your fucking shoes. That, yes, we can. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we're also <laughs> more bad news. We're going to skip a week and we'll have the episode either the week after or the week after that, just in case something crazy happens. But most likely we're going to skip a week and then we're going to do the last episode. So, uh, some big surprises for that last episode. So probably not. I probably it, just be what I want to do is I want to get, <laughs> I want to do it like Carson and have Barbara Tadish <laughs> sing, did you know you're my hero? On <laughs> We should, we should have her. That's a great idea. We should have her call in and sing to us. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Yeah. We we should. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> Let's have her do the Carson thing. That'll be the fun. Yes. Yeah, the Bette Midler. Yeah, Bette Midler does it. Oh, I, I can make that happen <laughs> in a second. She's... Uh, <laughs> I wish we had a budget. We could have her. We could just reenact the mash ending with her. (laughs) (laughs) Or the cheer. Just all the endings with her. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be great. But uh, it's been fun. texts from her. (laughs) Well, maybe she she wants to do a podcast, Tom, and you can. At like three in the morning. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. What does she What does she say? You never told us this. She, like the most recent one, like three something in the morning, my, I didn't put my phone on. When was this? Mode. How long ago was this? This is like three months ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I'm sorry I missed your call. And I hadn't called her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the most normal thing she's ever said. And then there was like a long time like, oh, fuck, okay, what the hell? And then like 10 minutes later, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Plus all the FaceTimes and then the time when 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 her phone was on during one of her psychotic lectures at whatever <laughs> school in New Jersey that was. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Tom, we've introduced you to a lot of celebrities on the show. <laughs> that was... You can't say you didn't hobnob with, with, with the elite. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, folks... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just sound I just uh, you know what we sound like it's not like sad it just sounds like we just sound like we just sound like a fax machine company like when the internet first started <laughs> that's what it feels like a fax machine store where it's just like well fuck oh, they're like maybe we'll be back you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we'll come back they'll come back if the entire infrastructure of the world shuts down right yeah Listen, I we promise we'll be back if uh, all the other uh, podcasts in the top 200 comedy podcasts drop out. <laughs> then we'll see our opening. Yeah, if we can get in the top 200, if you can get us, if we can not do episodes and you get us in the top 200 for three weeks straight, we'll come back. <laughs> oh, no. I, I wouldn't say top 100. If you guys <laughs> – because really we were thinking about it and um, – I was going to say this for the last episode, but I, you know, I was thinking about why we ended this, and you know, I was I was thinking about the reasons, and I think the number one reason <laughs> is uh, is is you guys. 
is the uh, is our is the people who listen to the show. If you had gotten more friends and family to listen to this, then I wouldn't have to work a writing job and Sean wouldn't have to do weekends. But this is on you. It's not on me. It's not on all things comedy. They've been great. It's not on Sean. It's not on Tom. I do another podcast with Nikki Glazer. It's fucking top forty. Uh and so her fans showed up. Where the fuck were you guys? So if if there's anyone to blame in this situation, it's on you. You guys okay? should have stepped up promoting our podcast. No, we did. We went on a promotional run in August. And then our numbers fell again. Uh you know, Tom's worked hard, I've worked hard, Sean's worked hard. We've made money doing other things in comedy. I've lost money at this show. I've paid Tom for gas and shit. We've gotten money, a little bit of money from you guys and from, you know, my Montreal gave us a little money, but for the most part, this has been a real fucking money losing operation for both, for everybody on the show. So uh, maybe if you had fucking uh, recommended Maury Friends, you know what? You know how cereal got big? People fucking talked about it. <laughs> oh, you, we, we have so many fucking five-star ratings on iTunes. Why don't we have more numbers? It's because you guys didn't fucking talk about it enough. You, you know, I'm, I'm so sick. At, at, at last show, everybody talks about how much they thank their audience and shit. Not me. You didn't do enough. You don't get a thank you. You want to fucking write an hate mail because of that? Go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm part of the network system now. I'm a network TV writer. I'm, I hope to have a fucking house someday. And uh, and I don't I don't need your approval anymore. Oh my God. This started off as a joke and now it's serious. <laughs> Sean, do you have anything to say? Well, yeah, come I, back for I, our last episode. Come, yeah, come please come back for our last episode. No, I hope we fucking get 500 listeners for our last episode. I hope it crest falls back again. Oh, my God. God, that's funny. No, well, you I, fucked I, up. I, that's all. <laughs> you fucked up, guys. You know, we wanted to keep doing this, but you gave us no reason to keep doing this. So I blame no one but America and the comedy community for our failure on the show. That's Dan. I think you guys were fantastic, and I yeah. think that you – did Very a great supportive. job, and you got and you. you let me tell you. Let me tell you something about how much of a piece of shit Sean is. Sean agreed with all these sentiments with me on the phone before doing this podcast. <laughs> I did not. I said. I said. How? Uh, first off, I said, "How funny would it be if we blamed the audience?" And you're like, "That would be fucking hilarious." And then I do it, and he's like, "That's not. I do not speak for the voice of the podcast." <laughs> Give me a break. You feel the same shit that I do. You didn't show up. Do you know how many shitty podcasts do better than fucking us, guys? How many shitty fucking podcasts have done better than us? No, I'm serious. Let's fucking get out there. How many fucking shitty podcasts have lapped us? Lapped us. People with way less credits than me and Sean, okay? People who are way less funny than me and Sean. People who have worked way less hard than me and Sean. Oh uh, we fucking God. think about our bits and shit. We've thought oh about this God. show. You know how many good guests we've given you? We gave you fucking Kumail. He's on a goddamn HBO show. We gave you the girls from fucking Broad City. They're going to be fucking movie stars, okay? We had Jim Norton on the fucking show. Jim Dean Garofalo. Tom drove fucking hours through the snow to record a podcast that fucking 70 of you listen to. Now I want to keep doing the podcast. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Tom. I mean, it's just fucking horse shit, you know? Every, you know what? Where were you guys when we fucking needed you? And you know what? I'm talking about my friends and family, too. Not just, 
<laughs> not just fucking fans of the show who didn't fucking tell their friends. I'm talking about my parents. You know, they didn't give a shit. My dad's like, oh, I just, oh, I started listening. This was like two months ago. I was like, what did it, 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 what did it take? You and mom fucking separating for you to support my artistic goddamn endeavors? And my sister, she hasn't fucking listened once to this goddamn podcast. My, my, fr- my family, my friends. Oh, Damn, where the fuck are you guys? You know, like, I've, I've literally known people who, like, have been like, oh, I got to check it out, and then they'll never check it out. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know the I same. don't blame my mom because I blocked her. Yeah. <laughs> you well, wouldn't know if your mom's listening or not. I mean, I, if there is a small person to blame, it would probably be Tom blocking a couple really famous people. But, <laughs> Tom, I'm, I, I want to leave things in a good terms with you. <laughs> I want to thank Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. I want to thank Aaron. For all this the work you've yeah, done. one more episode, dude. Let's no, but I just want to drive it home of how much the audience fucked up because I'm literally <laughs> thanking everyone but our audience. This is on you. To quote Mike from Breaking Bad, this is on your head. Okay? Oh, my <sighs> God. Yeah, you know uh, what You know no. what the dumb, dumb thing for me is? Doing this fucking podcast <laughs> and trusting uh, the comedy audiences on this. That's, that's the dumb thing. <laughs> And I know I'm going to get a fucking couple tweets at you. Fuck you. I bought your album. Fuck you. Fuck you. I bought your album. Yeah, those those albums flew off the fucking charts, too. I was fucking, I think the highest I got was fucking top 15. For some guy who made one fucking YouTube video in, in fucking Calgary and got got a higher rating than I did. Oh, my God. That's higher crazy. rating. And, you know, it, it was a well review album. That's the thing. It was. Anyway, don't actually don't give me zero stars. <laughs> I need people to enjoy that. Uh, uh, I am ha- I am I am joking, guys. Thank you for uh, for supporting yeah. it. But you know, also you really should have done a little bit more work in getting more people. <laughs> no, but thank, thank you. you. Seriously, thank you. Yes, but thank seriously, you, you should have done a little more work. Um, we're here uh, with a hilarious comedian. Uh, I think uh, you've seen him on uh, Comedy Central, right? Yep. And uh, he was also at one of Brian Singer's pool parties. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just beautiful. You look like somebody who would be at one of his pool parties. Uh, I am. Um, it does bother me that I feel like I'm finally starting to like age out of you age, status. No, you a aged bit. out of it ten years ago, but like you look like that's that explains your Facebook post. It's like I'm fine until I smile, and then kind of like the bags reveal themselves, and then like <laughs> I've got like my face in my hands, and it's like this guy's no twink. He's an yeah. imposter. <laughs> Will does the funniest thing on Facebook where he just keeps announcing that he has big news. Every day, big news to come, and it never comes. It's the, how many people still believe it's happening every time you do that? Uh, today, my mom texted me to be like, do you actually have good news, or is this a bit? And I went, it's a bit. It's always a bit. She well, went, I, love well, it. My favorite thing that Will does is that he he'll, I guess he searches for tweets that have LA and meetings in them and yeah. he'll just yeah. retweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are my two my horrible calling cards. <laughs> the the LA meetings thing is like I think more the I I 
I prefer now more the uh, announcing that I have exciting news I can uh, announce very soon because that, like, gets people who are close to me. Like, I like to hurt people who are close to me and make them feel embarrassed. So that's why I like that one. You got to come up with a new one, though, because now everybody's... Uh... But now it bothers them more because they're all like, we know what you're doing, but I don't acknowledge that they know. So now it makes them I even angrier. I remember the other day you said, big news coming and then like eight hours later he goes oh it turns out it wasn't a headlining spot but a feature spot <laughs> no i was no it was i wasn't emceeing well, i was featuring oh you're an emcee yeah featuring. but you know what la i mean that's one of the one of the biggest knocks against la which is a completely true and fair knock are those people who tweet about going on generals oh my god and like or like they have a tv appearance and they chronicle it like it's, you know, like Nelson Mandela's long walk to freedom or some shit. I had a friend who was in, um, uh, oh, God, what was it? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. And she was, like, always talking about how proud she was of what a great movie they made. And it's right. like, you have a line in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> you have a single line in that movie. You have nothing to do with that movie. You and I, our direct involvement in that movie is one line apart from each other. <laughs> like, if I'm not proud of that movie, you're not proud of that movie. And also with the meetings thing, people are like, oh, Will, he hates meetings. Uh, it's like, I don't hate. It's that no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. The thing is, we're all on meetings all of how the time. This is a meeting. Do, yes. Now. How do people not get what the point of it is? Like, how do not people not get what you're doing? I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's funny because you put – if you take all those tweets and you put them next to each other, they sound so ridiculous. Oh, my God. They're, and sometimes you get – I get like Joey Fatone bragging about it. He's like, just left a big meeting. Big things coming soon. And it's like, no, there's not. You're Joey Fatone. You're in a, an ironic Sprite commercial. <laughs> yes. That's the best – in a Super Bowl commercial about washout, like has-beens, you play the has-been. Yeah, you were like in a Tazon Day video or yeah. something like that. I get it. Like I get it if you're like, hey, I'm going to be doing Conan or I'm going to be doing – and yeah. then that's totally granted. You deserve the brag. Or I'm on a movie set because I'm filming a role here. But you get one post. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've got exciting news I'm going to announce very soon. First of all, no, they don't because they never do. I've never seen a follow-up ever. It is always I have big news that I'm excited to announce very soon. And then six months go by and they're like, hey, guys, looking for a new roommate. <laughs> that's the progress of those messages. I remember there was a kid last year who, who he, he tweeted or he Facebooked that he had a callback from Montreal. Oh. And then he and then he didn't get Montreal. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You and four hundred other people had <laughs> a callback for Montreal. Or that's like somebody I know. Um, he was like, he's a comic in Canada, and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow." And I was like, "What the what?" Like, cause I know the booker and I can't right. get booked on Jimmy Kimmel. So I was like, you guys booked this guy? And he was like, I have no idea who this guy is. And it turns out that dude was going to have a line in a sketch that got oh, cut yeah. out of the show. So it's oh, like, wow. that's not a real credit, man. Yeah. Or no, sorry. It was, he was in the audience for a taping and he was going to be included in a bit. But they ended up cutting that part out. Oh, Jesus oh, my Christ. God. So my blood boiled for no reason. Right. 
god! And it, I mean, I, you, but it, it's got to be unhealthy because you confront you like her, or you're always like giving like you just can't you can't just be. <laughs> no, you're not no. a person who can just be. No, I'm not interested in healthy behavior. <laughs> It's not a thing. You said I you do. got into. A, I mean, I. You said you got into a fight in a com- comedy store two days ago. Oh which yeah, I have. Which I have honestly, that that's happened to me too. <laughs> so I can't like. I can't totally shit on it because well, that's just. I think that's just that place. Well, yeah, it was but, like, and I love the comedy store. Uh, oh well, and that's but, like yeah. that's like the one thing because I got uh, I avoided it forever, and then they got in this new that's, Booker. It's and, really fun. And like now I'm doing. So now I'm in like the middle phase where I'm doing development yeah, spots. Same same thing. Yeah. You know. So it's like. I uh, I like hanging around there. I have a lot of friends, but there was just I was talking to some friends, and one of my friend uh, J- Justine, she goes into the bathroom and she comes out right away, and she's like, "Oh, there's a guy in there." And then another comic's like, "Oh, did you see his wiener?" And she was like, "No, I didn't see his wiener." And I was like, "Why did he tuck his penis between his legs?" And he's just standing there in front of the mirror with his penis between his legs. Is why he didn't see it. And she was like, "Ha ha, no, it's very humorous." Well, right, right, very way. funny, but. The guy, as we're saying this, he comes out of the bathroom, and he's tall, and he's got on, like, a trench coat as oh, well. No. He's a comic, <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you who after the thing. A trench coat and is always a, a very uh, – it's, yeah, it's hot. It's a hot time in the city right now to be wearing a long trench coat. And the dude's tall, so it's a big trench coat. And he walks over, and he gets very close to me, and he goes, what did you say about my penis? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, I, of course, no part of me assumes that this man can actually be angry with me, but I start to sputter because I'm like, oh, well, these jokes we were making weren't actually that good. So now I got to, like, quote a bad joke at this guy. Right, right. That's so more humiliating because you know you're about to bomb yes. in, front of, in front of one of the Columbine killers. And also I wanted to be like, well, it wasn't your – it was more the general idea of a man's penis. It was no specific man's penis. It was, like, <laughs> just a non-specific man's penis is what we were joking about. Oh, my God. But so I'm like uh, – I was like, oh, I was just saying you had it because you were in front of the – you were, like, in front of the mirror. I was saying you had it, like, tucked between your legs because she said she didn't see your penis. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, because you had it tucked between your legs. Instead of like, she just didn't see it because your pants were up. I was joking that it was between your legs. And then he just walked away. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was all embarrassed because I got, oh, man, I had to explain that guy's bad joke to him. And then uh, Justine was like, hey, was that guy mad at you? And I was like, I think that guy was mad at me actually now. Because also the other reason I didn't pick up that he was mad at me is because he said penis. Like, because right. most of the time, you're going to say dick. Dick is the, like, would you say about my dick? Right. That's the mad word. But penis was like he was going for, like, journalistic integrity. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah. I don't want to get the quote wrong. So this guy weasels out of what he did right. on a technicality. He went, he went real medical with it. Yes, yeah. Well, it's also, it's it's more profoundly embarrassing for both of you if he yes. uses the word penis. <laughs> what did you say about my penis? It feels like, yeah, it feels like one of those, uh, like, it feels like a child got molested <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a lawyer for the state yes. being like, did he show me on, penis? Yeah, show me on the doll where he joked about you. Where he joked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will's really funny. Will's pissed me off once before, and I'll tell you which one. It was like, I don't know if we can actually talk about this. Fuck. What? I don't know if we can. Why? I'm, I'm perfect. <sighs> uh, there was – he. Were, okay, you were bitching to me about some situation you had with a girl, which was the most ideal situation I've ever – and I remember we were at a – it was like at a party, and I won't say the situation – 
but it was like it was literally like I keep shitting gold. No, I don't know why. I don't know if we can talk about this. Were can we, we talk about it what? without using? I mean, I don't know her name, but can we talk about the situation or no? Oh, oh we don't need to use a. Uh, we don't a uh, specific because I don't know this specific. Okay, well, person. I'll say this, and if if now we can, <laughs> but Will, literally, I came up to Will, and he said to me, and this is <laughs> insane. He goes, "Ah," oh. I'm like, "How are you doing, man?" He goes, "Ah, oh, I'm stressed out," and I'm like. What are you stressed out about? And he was like, oh, you know, my fucking girlfriend wants to have this threesome. And I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I literally had just gotten off the phone begging my ex-girlfriend to take me back. And I was like, this mo- I'm going to fucking drown this guy in the bathroom. I'm going to I'm gonna put his head in the sink and drown him. Because well, he, like, had this zany, like, Woody Allen, like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm like, this isn't fucking an issue, Will. This isn't – I want ISIS to chop your fucking head off right now. Well, I – I, I mean that, that was a little extreme. That might have been. Well, no. I mean, I understand. This is the thing. It's because a part of the I have it's like, like no. I understand you yes. want my head chopped off. Yeah. It's, I understand because like I have problems. I I had like a weird I had, like a weird sex problem where I didn't want to have sex with anybody. I was like profoundly depressed, and sex only made me feel bad. But. Really? <laughs> Women were like throwing themselves at me, and I didn't have the self esteem to say no. Aaron, and then I- Aaron, one, our audio producer here, is looking at you with like a death stare, like a Cormac McCarthy, like, yeah. are you kidding me? This is a problem. This is what I'm saying is because I try to complain to comedians, and they're like, oh, does g- girls want to have sex with you? And I'm like, yeah, but it's like ruining my self-worth. And they're like, what is self-worth? First off, what are you talking about ruining your self-worth? Because I don't want, it's like I just wanted a, a break because I like felt bad. I had like a bunch of bad sexual experiences in like quick succession. Right. And so I was like, I need a break. I got to stop. Like I had, I mean, I had. You were referring to your cock as a penis at the time. Yes, That's- yes. It's, it's like that low. I got medical. <laughs> and it was like... Um, Will, Will sounds like a guy who wants safe spaces in colleges. Yes, <laughs> this is my thing. I do. I am a big advocate for safe spaces in colleges. Uh, it is because like, th- like I had a thing where I was like naked with a lady and she started to like try to have sex with me. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then she just had sex with me. And I was like... Oh. I was like, oh, I forgot that you can just do that. Like, you can just not listen to someone. And then I was talking to my friend, and she was like, you know that, like, counts as, like, rape, right? And I was like, yeah, but it's so boring. Like, it's the least interesting version Notice of that. Notice how me and Sean have no idea how to react to this. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's like, it. Oh, there's uh, the first thought wrong. But uh, this is like. I'm still waiting to hear the problem. <laughs> oh, but this is the other thing. But well, I'm sorry if you felt that you were raped or assaulted. Well, but, but uh, if you were, I mean, that is the definition of non-consent. I mean, right? But I had. I, it. it is weirder though when it's a girl. When, it's just, and it's I tried. Just weirder to, hold on. Are you sure it wasn't you that tucked your dick between your legs? <laughs> If I had, she wouldn't have been able to. That would have been a better right. idea than what I did, where to just sit there like a coward. But yeah. that's it. And I tried to forever write a bit about how I had the most boring rape of all time. Like, about how I had, like, if you wrote that in a script, you'd be like, eh, we'll come back to it and, like, right, flesh right. it out. 
in the second draft. But like, as right now, it just weirded crowds out to an infinite <laughs> degree. I so, think it's just, well, first off, I'm sorry if you did suffer some no, emotional like, trauma from that. Like, did, I am not trying to make light of it. I mean, but I, but, that's the thing. It's like, I'd love to, because it, it only made me feel bad. And then I'm like, it makes me, you know, it makes you feel bad when people like don't respect what you say, but it didn't leave any like lingering damages. But that was like an example of a thing where I was like, afterwards, I was like, I wish I could just not have sex with anybody for a while. But isn't, yeah. Isn't this look? And it's yeah, a thing that no, totally there, takes. Nobody has any sympathy. For <laughs> yes, exactly. Sean, I'll let Sean take this one. Yeah, uh-huh. there's no, but there's nobody out there that's like, no, I get it. Like, there's nobody that's doing that. Right no, now. you know who the one? I have the only people I can talk to who like get this. The one person I had a conversation who is with it? about is it this again. No, <laughs> you know who it was? And it wasn't the same thing. It was Cameron Esposito, and I had a long conversation about these kinds oh, of things. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh my, you just ruined your whole case right there. Oh, I, no comment. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I listen, everyone experiences different things in different ways. And, uh, you know, I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to get through something without having a blog written about me. So, uh, no, but this is the other comedy. thing, too. Is like uh, one of the things that bothers me is like also some people will be like, well, it's not funny. You shouldn't joke about it. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, listen. Well, you're allowed to joke about whatever you want to joke about. Yeah, and it's the same uh, somebody today posted. Oh, it was Tim Tillon was like posted thing. He was mad about someone was like, we should stop. Now, if this if this turned out to be Tim that this (laughs) happened with, I would I think (laughs) Sean's tune would change. Oh, well, I I mean, if I ever even if I consensually have sex with Tim Dillon, I'm going to kill myself afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I just have a weak moment, I'm like, okay, I just want to. Oh, my God. I think he'll. He'll have the opposite reaction. <laughs> yeah, it'll get, he'll quit comedy. I'll give him some self worth. <laughs> yeah, you'll both quit comedy. For oh, so reasons. you're saying I should have sex with Tim Dillon then and yeah, do everyone not. a favor? First uh, off, I think Tim's a genius and he's a good friend of mine. Uh, but listen, uh, he's great. But he's uh, just oh fuck <laughs> him. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, but he was. He, stop, kiss, stop kissing your friend's ass. <laughs> I love it that uh, Sean, you and I have like changed roles on this podcast. <laughs> Like I think that that's the big if you if you had to track this podcast the craziest thing was me going from being the crazy guy and Sean being uh the nice reserved guy to uh me turning into a huge pussy and Sean turning into a maniac so yeah, because I stayed in New York that's why I know exactly I'm at the end of it I'm gonna be I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be fucking uh, Mario Lopez by the end of my time. <laughs> as far as my temperament, no, but just have is... no opinion on anything. Like, no, like, no, this is hey, what I'm happens. here with Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about any of this. No, but this is the thing: is that guys from New York come here and they're like, "Oh, geez, I'm such a pussy now," and it's like, "Yeah, but you're literally." You, it's like you just. All that L.A. does to guys from New York is it makes them think that they're positive now. They still have interactions with everyone, which are like Sean O'Connor is a great example of how people (laughs) who are very New York think that they've been changed from L.A. But if you played a tape recording of the last 20 minutes of any conversation they're in, it's like you had nothing positive to say about anything (laughs) on earth. Listen, Sean's uh, Sean, another really good friend of mine. Tremendous, tremendous comedian. Listen, Sean's a great guy. Great Uh, guy. guy. uh, Sean O'Connor, great guy. Well, Sean, first off, you didn't know Sean. I don't think you knew Sean. No. 
when I knew Sean, which was like nine years ago or eight years ago. Oh, I've heard. When he was drinking. Yeah. And let me tell you something, night and day, okay? Like, <laughs> I will say that, night and day um, compared to, you know, and me too. But, uh, but yeah, whether that's an L.A. thing, that is a good point. I think you just get better at couching your darkness in L.A., you know? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm i more uh, verbal about things than most people here. Like, Sean O'Connor I first met because I found But out- you have a very New York temperament for L.A. in the sense that you <laughs> that's uh, why I are like- basically a gaping wound. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like if you could, like, uh, if you yeah, could you're take... Like, you're like a twink Richard Lewis. <laughs> 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 uh, I uh, I saw him live maybe nine years ago, and his whole thing was that he was positive now. Oh, really? Yeah, he well, did. It's not going to be you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be dead by his age. Uh, so you you have serious depression issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you have you been suicidal ever? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Do you want me to like? do that because that was how we um yeah i like well we'll go back to this yeah i mean look i can't segue into like a bit as if it's just conversation (laughs) well you just did actually well it's like um i i I am but and people get nervous when they find out i'm suicidal like it's the same way when i talk about my boring rape like a a hush falls over the room right right but people don't need to people don't need to worry because, uh, like, yeah, sometimes I think about killing myself, but I think about killing myself the same way other people think about going back to college. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd like to, but it would be a whole thing. You're basically uh, like if William H. Macy Magnolia was in a Ken doll's body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like William H. Macy in The Cooler if he was in a Ken doll. No, because The Cooler got- was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh what do you think is have do you sabotage yourself a lot? Uh yes, and also What is what do you think is the dumbest career sabotage thing that you've done in your life? Uh, uh just uh oh god, the dumbest. I mean, th- I um I, ha- I I used to embarrass myself when I was younger. Like I right. love to like I have a lot of stories of a person who is sober, but I just I just smartened up. Right. Like, like I what? just like I went to I worked a day on this TV show in Canada. I was very young. I got really close to You were booking. a child actor? No, but I was like 19, so right. almost. And I almost booked one of the leads on the show, but they brought me in for a day and it was like this kind of like it's called punched up. It was like part improv. It was like you know those like classic bad ideas that comedy networks come up with? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a cla- like they were like yeah. we have a show, a scripted show which is a fake reality show about comedians coming and like improving people's lives, but right, it goes you know, bad. this is gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's not gonna be good. Uh, why don't you just write a good show? This is like, hey, we need strong improvisers. It's like, I have a wacky idea. Just get good writers and uh, cut improv yeah. out of the whole process. But I went to the rap party, and I was like, I'll go. I'll have a drink, and then I'll leave. But I get there, and a bunch of my friends were there, and I went to get a drink, and it was. I went to pay and they're like, oh, no, it's free. And they pointed and there was a huge digital clock above the bar, which had the total bar tab on it that we racked up that the comedy network was going to have to pay for. So I was like, hey, guys, let's see if we can try to get the bar tab up to one thousand two hundred thirty four dollars and fifty six (laughs) cents. Exactly. (laughs) So at where I'm like drinking and drinking and drinking. And then at some point I discover it's up in like the three thousands. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. 
And there, because there's a lot of us there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, hey guys, let's try to get it to $6,543.21. <laughs> and then I am like coming in and out of consciousness, and I have a vague memory of bursting into the bathroom because I was going to throw up. And I'm like, oh my God, sink, urinal. I'll puke in the urinal. That's better. And I puke in the urinal. And then I remember, oh, yes, bathrooms also have regular toilets in them, which is like where you should throw up yeah. instead of the urinal. So I left. I left. And then I just woke up in the hospital. And I was like, oh what God. the fuck? Wow. Like, it was like I walked out and just closed my eyes and opened them and I was in the hospital. <gasps> so Whoa. when they realize I'm awake, the nurse on duty, because it's Canada, so I don't have to pay for anything. I wake up and the nurse on duty. She's like, your hospital bill is 1200 <laughs> No, she goes, I swear to God, she goes, get out. <laughs> get nurse, out? Get out. <laughs> what? So she's like, there's your chart. Get out. So I take the chart and I get on the streetcar because this is in Toronto. I get on the streetcar. Everyone on the streetcar, as I get on, gets up, moves to the back of the streetcar. So I'm like, okay, something's going on with me. And on the streetcar ride, I start putting pieces of the night back together. And I remember leaving the bar and getting in a cab, but I was too drunk to tell the cab driver where I lived. Like, so he just drove me around until I was out of money and made me get out. And then I call my girlfriend. And she was like, you're so drunk. Where are you? And I told her I was at the corner of uh, – told her at this corner of Bathurst College in Ossington, which are three streets, none of which intersect with each other. <laughs> not, it's not possible. And then I started throwing up and my phone cut out. And then I have vague memories of I kept walking and I fell and couldn't get my hands out of my pockets in time. So I smashed my face on the ground. Oh, my and God. And a guy called an ambulance. And then I tried to fight the paramedics <laughs> because they wanted to take me to the hospital because I was bleeding everywhere. And so then they strapped me to a gurney so I would stop fighting. And then I started crying because I was going to throw up. Oh and I was like, I'm going to choke to death on my own vomit because I'm on my back. So they made me throw up in a little paper tray. And I was like cursing at them <laughs> for taking me to the hospital. And then I get back to my apartment and people are like, are you okay? We all You were just gone. And we were like, we should have made sure he got home okay. Where did he go? What happened? I was like, Okay. And I look in a mirror and my nose has stitches in it. And Jesus. I have two black eyes. And I'm like, I'm not okay. And I said, vomit all over me because they didn't clean me up. Because they're like, we're not going to go out of our way. We're not going to do extra for the guy right. who tried to fight us. And then I like go upstairs and I go to bed. And also my mom used to buy me like funny novelty underwear every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like boxer shorts with like Cartman on them or like funny sayings on them. Right. And I get up and I'm walking down to the bathroom and I'm like, shaking i feel so sick and i'm just in my underwear and we have a mirror next to the bathroom door and i look in the mirror and i'm like green and i vomit all over me and i'm like thin and pale and hunched over and wearing boxer shorts that say on the front of them i'm too sexy (laughs) (laughs) and then uh (laughs) and then my girlfriend came over and she was so so mad at me and then as soon as she saw me she decided I'd been through enough and was not mad at me anymore. <laughs> no, uh, did she stay with you? Yeah, we got married and then divorced. Oof. Yeah, it was not really the divorce was Sight not related for to me. Eyes. <laughs> it's a long time no see. <laughs> wow, that is uh, that's is that the dumbest thing you've ever done drunk? 
Uh, yes. I also, I, for a long time, I like to pick people up, too. That was like my mean? party stunt, is I would just lift people. Uh, <laughs> oh, a really... yeah, I'm, a, I'm a drunk headlocker. I put people in headlocks when yep. I get drunk. And I'm like, um, I, 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 I'm like a small, like I'm not, I'm a small guy. And, uh, but like, I like to pick people up because I have like a really strong like core and lower body. So it surprises people <laughs> when I can pick them up. And also for a long time when I was younger, I like to try to pick a fight with the biggest person I could find because I knew they wouldn't hit me because they would feel bad <laughs> if they did. <laughs> so I, I had a friend, he was like, he was my RA in college on my floor and I would like give him little slaps in the face and tell him he wouldn't hit me because he'd kill me if he hit me. <laughs> oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> Do you still drink now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would I stop? I, 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 I did not expect that answer. <laughs> yeah. Why would I? Are you able to handle it better now? Oh, yeah. I just have like two or three drinks now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so any of you people thinking about going to AA, <laughs> Will's proof that you can uh, move past it? I'm just joking. If you have a problem, please go to a meeting. Don't listen to Will. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just stupid. You just got to oh, evaluate amazing. if you have a problem or if you're a fucking moron. Right. Yeah. It's also when you're younger, the drinking is like the binge drinking is like out of control. You know, like you don't know how to handle yourself. Yeah, and I came like uh, Canada is a drinking country, and Alberta, where I grew up, is like a booze province. And, so you uh, don't have the thing where you have two and you're like, all right, I'm gonna need to have eighteen. No, now I'm at a point where I have two and I'm like, oh god, what am I gonna have a third? I'm gonna feel like shit later. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I also have never not gotten really bad hangovers my entire life so like even as a teenager like i'd be 18 and i get fucked up and the next day i like couldn't get out of bed so oh, like wow. i've never been able to recover from it so that's that's and do you have a girlfriend now yeah yeah i have a girlfriend now how's she dealing with you uh she's fine we just uh i was so broke for this month because i had all these car problems that we moved in together temporarily for the month <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing that incredibly stupid thing where now it's coming up on the end and we're both like you know this was so easy also like my dog was there my dog is a real pain in the ass uh and um she's like a cat. how are you and your dog doing we're good have you heard me talk about how i have to roll my dog's dick back into its body <laughs> my dog uh my dog after after my ex-wife and i split up <laughs> My dog started to get really you bad anxiety. You are the anxiety. only guy who's as handsome as you are that I'm really glad I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, Will really is. Like, I will say this. Most time when, like, really good-looking guys are like, oh, I have problems. You're like, fuck you. But Will yeah. talks for 10 minutes, and you're like, I'm so glad I'm sober. I'm so glad I'm not Will. I'm so glad I don't have Will's shitty dog. I think the first life. time you actually saw me do stand-up, I would, like, host a show you were on. And after I was done, you came on. You're like, oh, this guy's so handsome. Who gives a shit? He's depressed. Like, how can he be depressed? And it's like being depressed and handsome makes it worse because you're like, I, I, I've got all the advantages and I'm still a fucking loser. Well, like, at least I if I had real problems, they'd be like, yeah, the guy's depressed. He's, you know. I think I remember the first show we did. That was terrible, that show. Oh, maybe I. I mean, the show we did was we did Fringe together, and that was good. That was good, but there was one before that that was awful. Oh, maybe. I was like prepping. I think that's where I met you. We was, I was prepping my half hour, and it was it was a fucking. It was Susan Burke's show. It was really bad. I think. Oh yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was. I, I remember. I ate it. I forget how, how everyone else did because I didn't give a shit. Uh, 
Yeah, big shocker there. Oh, oh, oh Sean. Um, what is there any uh, any other dumb story that we're missing? Uh, um, in uh, in high school, the girl I had a, a crush on, she came to see me do improv, and I made fun of her during the show, and, uh, <laughs> and then we never ended up going out because I. Because I was all depressed because I didn't get in the the school play in eleventh grade. Because in tenth grade, I pu- during an improv show in front of the whole school, I pulled um, a guy on the team's pants down by grab too high and uh, pulled both his shorts and his underwear down. So I showed our packed auditorium one of my best friend's penis. <laughs> He's now a sex offender. <laughs> Right. Uh, I found out later he has a great dick, so I did that guy a favor in some ways. <laughs> right, yeah. It turns out he is like a huge dick. I missed it because I, I was behind him. defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed him, so I only got to see his fantastic ass instead of his incredible penis. Uh, he was, was a real he handsome guy. No? What? Was he pissed? Oh, he was. I mean, he thought we were going to get, like, suspended. He was so afraid. He right. thought he was going to get in trouble, too, for me, like, essentially sexually assaulting him. He was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, too. <laughs> did, you, did you get in trouble for it? Uh, I was banned from the stage for the rest of the year, <laughs> which, like, can you imagine? I was more that toothless. in high school. I got banned, too. <laughs> I made a Holocaust denier joke. <laughs> Oh, no. Is that true? Yeah, I, got, I called my, this guy who ended up fighting in <laughs> Afghanistan. I said he was a Holocaust denier. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good dude. Now, his, his brother's in the business, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we actually bumped into each other, and he totally forgot about it. <laughs> so... That's good. Much like the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, Will, where can we uh, find you? Uh, I'm uh, at Old Man Weldon on uh, Twitter. Uh, my name is Will Weldon. You can just Google. Will that. is so embarrassed to promote right now. <laughs> I have a I have a podcast I I host with Eliza Skinner called Angry Little Goats, and uh-huh. um, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but I'm doing the. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm in. Um, I'm working the San Jose Improv in uh, the middle of November. I'm emceeing for Jeremy Hotz, and I'm super oh, nice. I'm super curious oh, okay. how our interactions are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also hot again. Uh, he's the guy. He's like he does a thing where he's like he's like I saw a, po- a poster for a, a bird, a missing pet bird. Uh, the bird's gone. Like he's always got like his hand in front of his. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was in Speed if you Two. Saw him, you'd know him, Dan. Yeah, oh, he's been okay. around forever. He's great. Yeah. He's like a legend, but like a legend who never had like a sitcom or right, like, right. Uh, he's he's great. He's so good. <laughs> I, think I, just, uh, I saw him in Montreal. He was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure your interactions will be not a lot of eye contact <laughs> from Jeremy to you. Yeah. <laughs> sure, he'll be like, he'll try to be nice, and then you'll say something like, "Oh, I can't get my dog's day." He's like, "All right, well, <laughs> tuning out this guy all weekend." Oh, and uh, November sixteenth, I'm um, I'm uh, I, I'm doing ha- a half hour at the Punchline on November sixteenth. I'm going to oh, nice. tape it for my half-hour submission. So please, awesome. someone come to that. <laughs> you can't. Just say it. Just say it. It's a it's a legitimate thing. A half-hour punchline. That's a that's a that's a cool Great. thing. I'll die before I show pride in my work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Well, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for, I guess, seven people's favorite segment. (laughs) And that is Tom's Haunting Realization. Yay! Hi. Maybe you guys wanted more Eastern European stories. 
Uh, what? Because I talked about Hungary. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So uh, this is weird. I, this is you just talk to somebody. Who, Tom has the voice of somebody who's like talk to the office worker, me, who had a queer just mental breakdown, and he's like, "Is this should do, should we keep doing even the segment right now?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was in. I was ten years old, and I was in uh, Hungary again. This is when it was still in the Soviet Union, Eastern Bloc, Hungary, and my. My relatives in Hungary sent me to West Germany to my relatives there by train. And oh you can't just take a train over to West Germany. What year was this? This is 1979. Okay. Okay. So it's like 1946. The train, the train to West Germany had to go through East Berlin. Okay. Which is... The horrible. I mean, it's it was. This is 1979. And how old were you at the time? Ten. Ten years old. The was place, any, was anyone was still, on the train with you? It was rubble. It was the place was rubble. I know what you mean because when I was a kid, I take the train to the city and I had to switch to Jamaica Queens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so you you get to West, you get to East Berlin, and then you have to go to a completely different train station and get processed to get on a train that leaves the Eastern Bloc to go. Wait, is this just the Holocaust? What is this? No, this is the Eastern Bloc. It's the, the yeah. I know. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. It's it's all occupied. So uh, I was with my 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 aunt from Hungary, my aunt Roja, and we go. And um, we get out of the train station in East Berlin. You ha- we had to take this horrible cab. They, like, had the most horrific, like, it was just these bombed-out cars and bombed-out buildings. Oh, my God. Over, over to the, the other train station, which is, there's catwalks with machine guns and troops everywhere. And, and German check was, like, the most insane security. And then you stood in these hallways that were in these lines that were hundreds and hundreds of people while you get processed. And I'm like the only American, you know, in the whole thing. And something my mom would do when I would be sent to Hungary for the summer is that I was a voracious reader and I would just read through all my stuff that was in English and I would run out of my books and stuff. So she would have these packages of books and and, you know, cartoon books and whatever that would get doled out to me over the summer. And a package of these was put in my luggage. And I didn't know what, I hadn't opened it yet. And we get up to this inspection thing, you know, and they see an American passport. They're like, what the fuck is an American passport? And, you know, these guys are, you know, huge overcoats. There's guard dogs and machine guns everywhere and it's all bad like fluorescent lighting flick it was really horrific wow and they open my bag and they take out this package of comic books and there's a spider-man and i think uh uh what else? like a spider-man and i think shazam and and th- there is a sergeant rock okay which is a world war ii comic and it, the thing was called the on it says daughter damarung which is means the apocalypse in German. It says it in giant letters, and they start opening this comic book, and the story, I hadn't read it. I don't know what it was. 
The story was that Nazi scientists had combined octopuses with vampire bats and dropped it on Soviet troops. <laughs> okay, and these are and they they just look at it and there's these all these you know all these Soviet troops getting killed by just thousands of them getting killed by these things unleashed by the Nazis. Oh my god. And these are Russian Soviet troops at this security <laughs> And they're not used to stuff like this. And they don't, they're like, what the hell is this? You know, and it was in a sealed plastic, like wrapped up thing. You know, Wait, from so my... were they more pissed or they were just really intrigued by it? They were, they, they were just like, they were like pointing at stuff. And then they had me go sit in a room until an officer came, you know, and my, my, and they separated me from my aunt and I'm 10 years old in this security checkpoint in East Berlin trying to get out of the Eastern Bloc because of a comic book my mother put in my luggage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's crazy. So they, confiscated, they confiscated the comic book, and they let me through. <laughs> wow. That is a haunting realization. So, yeah, and we were in there for, like, like, Six hours. This whole process took like. I six feel like hours. that's a that's like a memory that you would like bring back from like intensive therapy. Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's what the Berkshires are about. <laughs> <sighs> you want to you want to hear my haunting realization? Towards the end of that uh, story, I uh, I tuned out and I just started reading our podcast reviews. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ah, people are really nice. I kind of feel bad now. <laughs> Like they're all really well, here's the reviews. thing. Here's what I think what happened was like we I look on our podcast reviews and we have 45 reviews. All of them are great, but we only have 75 star ratings. So that means that like we made people passionate enough to write about the show, but they just right. couldn't get a lot of their friends to listen to it. Right. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, so I guess I'm back to being angry again. <laughs> you left us. You left us to die. Tom's, Tom's going to have to go back to selling himself on the rest stops in Barrington, Massachusetts. Oh, be on the pike somewhere. It'd be on the pike. Yep. All right. Well, it's been something, guys. Um... <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, hey, uh, what do we have to promote, uh, guys? I when this comes out, I have. I'm just. I'll be in the city, and then uh, I'm I'm home for a while. So just go to my website, seandonnellycomedy.com, and I have a Twitter at Time, please. And I'll be at DS Germain and DanceStGermain.net, and uh, yeah, you know. So uh, we'll have more to announce the next uh, next episode. So uh, yeah, and Tom, you want to say anything? Yeah, uh, I'll be with uh, Andy Sanford at the Capitol Rep Theater in Albany, New York, on Saturday, uh, October 29th. This week, very nice. Good very night nice. and uh, good night and good luck, everybody. <laughs> good night. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see our host performing live this week. Dan St. Germain will be performing at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, California on Friday, October 28th. 
For more of his upcoming dates, go to dansaintgermain.net and check out his schedule. Sean Donnelly will be performing in and around New York City. For his up-to-date information on shows, follow him on Twitter at Time. He also has the website seandonnellycomedy.com. Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me. As I said there at the end of the show, I'm doing a I'm doing a gig with Andy Sanford, who's been on our show. And it will be at the Capitol Rep Theater in Albany, New York, Saturday, October 29th. You can follow me on Twitter, at TomDog. And as you heard in the show, we have a week and a half here or so to get some messages from you guys before we go on hiatus or end the show or whatever's going to be happening. So send us a message to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a message through our Facebook page. And we'd love to get those messages in our mailbag episode. We have uh, some messages left over from our previous mailbag. But uh, hey, the more, the merrier. Thanks again for listening. You guys have been great. We'll be back soon. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. And I still have another round left Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. Lift me up. Lift me up.